Let's go! Cool kids step to the front. Cool kids. Too sweet sign for the click. Fit you up right Gotta there. Get people what they I'm want. Gotta get ready, right, K quick. Yeah, I'm up next on the prince. What? What up, bro? We cut the hands off a snake. You're gonna well be single for the rest of your life. I don't give no chance <laughs> like this. Brad Lesnar on the beach. Look at the heat. Eat, sleep, Look at the heat. Repeat. Whole new swag with a price on the tag. Coming live from the west to the east. Better recognize on the map piece. Watch that. See the power level gotta increase. I get no bitches. I'm a We're going to try to be on, on one accord this week because uh, we don't want to uh, throw people off. But greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my binary pals, and everybody in between. Welcome back to the Gresham Lee's podcast. I sound like a black pastor for some reason, but it is what it is. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am your the voice that does the most grass. And joining me as always is the Queen of Rebels herself, Swallow the Bandit. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be doing sticking it to the retro reviews, but this time we're going to step over to the competition of WCW, and we're going to go skip ahead in 1999 and talk about WWE or WWF Monday Night Raw from June, what is that, June 29th, 28th, June 28th, 1999, 28th, okay. and the who or the Peacock description was who is the new owner of the WWE, aka the World Wrestling Federation? So we'll be talking about that as always. And just like we we did last week, we're gonna be talking about uh, that yeah, House of the Dragons. We're gonna be talking about probably gonna throw in some unpopular wrestling opinions in there. But before we move on to today's show, we got to give a special shout out to our Patreon backers over at patreon.com. I sound a little distant, but I, I think I'm good. Uh, patreon.com slash scratch digital, because without you guys, uh we wouldn't be able to keep this podcast afloat, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Hey, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably would have. I probably would have been coming out of my own pocket. But I thank you, thank you so much for keeping it, keeping the lights on, if you will, as far as uh, helping. And you get early access for those of you who don't know what page, what we do over at Patreon. We do, you get early access to this content as well as the Gresh content, and as well as the watching and vibe segment that will be back shortly. Uh, we. It's like we just got to make sure our schedules are synced up because I know for those of you who don't know or already don't know, I'm going to be out of town for the next two weeks. But I got two I got two interviews lined up in the queue for you guys so you guys can uh, we won't be deprived of the Gresh Unleashed content. So that, that will more than likely take place of the next week episode as well as the week after. And then we'll be back with our regularly scheduled program, hopefully, before the holidays, because, you know, the holidays are quickly approaching and it'll be literally Thanksgiving. And usually we take the holidays off like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. So that way, for those of you, be prepared for the season two premiere of the Gresham Lease podcast, January 2023. Uh, Reddit, I'm back doing Reddit vi reaction videos on the Gresh YouTube channel, if you haven't already. Uh, apparently the short versions always get more likes than the main version but make sure you guys check that out if you guys want to be a part of that make sure you post anything interesting please be funny for the love of god please be funny uh over at the reddit that is r slash gresh is straight to the point you don't have to memorize any gimmicks it's literally r slash gresh if you want to join the reddit and be caught on the main channel which is uh on the road to five thousand subscribers so hey make sure you guys subscribe to that and make sure you guys support that as well and hopefully uh, more on that to come. Uh, but before we move on to the retro review, let's catch up with uh, Swallow the Bandit. What's been up with you this weekend? Well, um, 
my weekend was eventful. I'm going to say that. Um, I did get a chance to uh, hang out with one of, well, a couple of my cousins. Um, we had this uh, this last past Friday. We went to celebrate her husband's birthday and her best friend's birthday. They're like around the same month or so. And mm-hmm. actually, I take that back. Yeah, they're around like the same month or so. So, yeah, we, we celebrated that. Um, we went to a cabin. Um, so it was my first cabin trip for the first time. I believe it was their first cabin trip as well. Um, we had fun. We, we had, we had a blast. It was like a good three day weekend, really, really two days. Cause we came back Sunday. So it was actually pretty cool. Um, we went to, um, gosh, some place like near like Blue Ridge mountain or something like that, but it was, yeah. it was all right. The weather was actually kind of nice too. So yeah, like we had, we had fun. It, it was cool. Like, I want to say it was a. It was different, I'll say that. But other than that, like it was pretty cool. Like we didn't have no animals come out on us out of nowhere. Nobody was attacked. Nobody was hurt. We were safe. So we 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 had a good time. It was a good time. Oh, oh Michael didn't come and kill y'all. No, like no, no Michael Myers. Oh man, <laughs> I was black. Anybody, please <laughs> come to our camp. Come to the cabin if you want to. <laughs> Jason wasn't there either. Like come nope. on, hey man, Jason slipping. Cause they supposed a, to be- a big time. He, 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 he coming to Georgia with that. You supposed, <laughs> like, you supposed, to, you supposed to be stalking the cabin and stuff, but you man, out here no. you not food. Not <laughs> we had fun though. Like we had a good time. Like we played like a couple games and stuff like that too. So it was, it was pretty cool. So I will give like a shout out to my cousin though for real. Like the games that she made us play, it was called Shout Out and Bad People. So one day, like when we all get together, like one of these days, I'm gonna have to like buy those two games and bring them. Like it's it's fun. Like when I tell you it's so much fun, it's so much fun. A lot of comedy. That's what I will say. We could not stop laughing like throughout the whole weekend. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh if man! I do, if I do that shit, <sighs> oh yeah, you're going to like. Don't be, worry, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might be bullied. <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't care if you, if you bully me. Y'all, you, you, oh, you, man. you can suck my balls if you. I did get a chance to catch up with SmackDown for a little bit, but I was like, you know what? All right, <sighs> it's okay. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who I like went on the show. This episode. we'll eventually talk about modern wrestling at some point in in, in the future. Uh, right, <laughs> y'all might as well get used to the retro reviews. But I finished my retro man. review. That's for sure. I did that. Like I said, she, I, yeah. I know <laughs> she got. I know she got some notes because I, t- I I told her to skim through, but pay attention to certain things. Because let's be real, some of the matches on this show, <laughs> yeah, they mean, they mean <laughs> jack shit. <laughs> I'm I was like, like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> I, I look. I sit down, waiting for the. I hear the bell ring, and then I look up. Match is over. I'm like, "Right." <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so, if you are that type of wrestling fan that actually pay, cares about the matching matches, Attitude Era was not for you. They didn't. The right. matches did not. They they did not care. But before we move on to with, with the rest of today's show, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you catch up on all the interviews that I've done in the very past because we got a few interviews coming up that's going to drop next week and the one that i'm talking about is not with none other than phoenix nitro of the vibe house aka the i want to make sure i get this right he is the narrator of violence so make sure you guys catch up with the previous interviews with vibe members like bde x3 deontay ddj 
DPW's Tyler El Guapo, independent wrestler, Ruthless Lala, who I'm actually going to work to get her back on the show because she wants to be go, wants to go longer than 30 minutes because I had her for 30 minutes and she was mad that I cut it short. But DPW's Chris Danger as well, uh, it's aka content creator Chris Dinker, all available now on YouTube or wherever you subscribe to your podcast, com. But this one is coming up very, very well next week in seven days from now. It, it is a intense conversation that i had it was we was talking about wrestling obviously we we're talking about the company that he is signed for as the uh as one of the commentators he is the narrator of violence literally legitimately he's a commentator now as well as he we talked about mental health because that's a, a various a, a serious topic because we literally went off the cuff when we talked about mental health we talked about social media and all that all that good stuff on on how we basically protect our mental health when it comes to being content creators and all that stuff but make sure you guys check that out it's well next week and it'll be i'm up it'll be a one you don't want to miss every solitary second of it is going to be some nuggets in there for you especially if you guys want to make memes and stuff you can make some memes out of this out of this because we, we say some things that is going to either make you laugh cry anger you're going to feel emotions when you listen to this interview make sure you check it out one week from today phoenix nitro joins the unleashed table to go unleashed on every single Thing we talk about. Right, you, you stupid dick! You guys are probably um, confused on why we're bringing this back. Unpopular wrestling opinions, where we usually try to go through Discord uh, to get people's unpopular um, wrestling opinions, especially when it's uh, we try to submit it anonymously so people won't be uh, cyberbullied because people are they get weird when it comes to wrestling, but. Uh, I stepped over to wrestling wrestle sections for this episode so we can uh, get some opinions that I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, submitted over at wrestle sections over on Instagram. Uh, someone said Angelo Dawkins, if booked right, would have a better singles run than Montez Ford because mm-hmm. I think a lot. I think they said that because a lot of people uh, tend to put Montez on a bigger pedestal when they when they do the the uh, basically the inevitable tag team split between the two so they assume that hey if montez ford is uh booked better i mean it's all about the booking and because from what i've seen when both men are singles they they actually kill it so i'm mm-hmm. like i wouldn't be against it but i didn't even know montez was injured because he has a foot injury uh oh, wow. we didn't find out literally until raw uh the actual modern raw uh last last night at the time of this recording so it was he has a boot on his foot he was he he was uh in a segment with the with the uso or the bloodline and it led into led to a match between dawkins and uh solo sokoa okay. so so I'm, I'm guessing hopefully it's not like a long-standing injury but hopefully he recovers he had a boot so hopefully he recovers and wishing for a speed recovery uh next up we said uh kane deserved at least one wrestlemania main event depend on which version of Kane you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 98 Kane, maybe. When he was fresh into his his run against The Undertaker. 2001 Kane, maybe. When he was uh, with, with uh, it was Undertaker and Kane, the brothers of the struggling because he was on a nice little run there. When he first unmasked in 2003, most definitely if they booked it right. Because mm. him fresh unmasked was kind of like 
he was still kind of heat. Like he was like this. This was before he. Uh, this is around the time he um, electrocuted Shane's balls. <laughs> that version. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. But other than that, anything after that, it was kind of like it was a sell. It was a sell shit. But I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, that that submission. Uh, WWE is currently at its best since 2016. Yes and no. The reason I say no is it's not perfect. It's, it has its moments. Your mic just went out. Uh, so your mic just went out. Uh, it has its moments where it um, uh, where it it, it feels kind of hit or miss, and then it has its moments where it's like, oh, okay, sounds good. And, and you got to take it in, in, into fact that it's a honeymoon phase. It's a, a honeymoon. Uh, we're, we're, Triple H is fresh in charge. He's still doing his thing, and I'm stalling because Swellers Mike went out. You know, we're live. It, it happens. Life happens. Uh, but Triple H is doing his honeymoon phase. It's 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 it's, it's a whole it's a whole nine. Will, will we get to the point where it says, "Man, this shit sucks again"? Who knows? But right now we're in the honeymoon phase, and hopefully that uh, we uh, get to that point where we get to that point where it gets uh better if you will or not, not like that i'm 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 throwing off because swallow is having technical difficulties but we're gonna roll with the punches uh seth rollins is the best in ring performer of this generation uh i mean he he's had yeah he's always been great in ring I'm more of a character guy, so if he is not, uh, if he is not, how do you say, if his character is kind of like not really all there, then I'm probably not going to, like, for instance, when he had his match with The Fiend in 2019, or that, that Hell in a Cell, his enti- the, the, that entire debacle, the booking, it literally killed Rollins' gimmick for me. And I was just not caring about that man until he turned heel, became the Messiah, and then he finally found his niche as the visionary, the the church choir mem- director, basically. So now, hopefully, uh, as he pro- progresses, yeah, he's, he's he can arguably, that is one conversation that you can have. He's arguably the best, one of the best, if not the best wrestlers in the world, or especially in this current generation. And last but not least, Sami Zayn is a good in-ring performer, and that's it. He's not a great character like the hype going on currently. Uh, I would highly, highly disagree. I would highly, highly disagree because Sami Zayn, if it's like he is carrying the, the, he is carrying his workload. He is, he is, he is entertaining. He literally has Roman Reigns, Sola Sokoa. The Usos, who are supposed to be like a serious character, breaking gimmick. They're breaking their they're breaking character because of this man. So it is it is it I, it is a disagreement. I will probably have to disagree with you. Sami Zayn is good both in ring and he is a great character in my opinion. So it's it's all opinionated. You have any thoughts? Let's roll a little bit back. Hopefully your 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 microphone is good now. Can y'all uh, hear me now? Yep, yeah, we're good. All right, so we so let's rewind a little bit to get your your opinion on this. WWE is currently at its best since 2016. 
What are your thoughts on that? Wow. Um. So it's like yes and no. Somebody's like I said, yeah. It's it's, it's yes and no. It's like it's it has its good moments, but then it has its moments where you're like, oh, okay, this is still left over mm-hmm. from the, from Vince. This is still a Vince thing. Like this is still a Vince uh, decision. So you kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> Just try to spin it a little bit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, it, 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 that's what I'm saying. And then like I was saying, it's it's a honeymoon period. So basically, everybody is Triple H is freshly in charge. He's he's only been in there for like two months now, or going on two months now, three months at 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 the latest. So it's like people are still buzzed about. Oh snap! He is interesting. Like you you got this thing with the white rabbit. With what the what it, um who is the white rabbit? Who's behind these um. Who's behind these vignette, these vignettes or these uh, little QR codes? Which I am not scanning no more. I don't give a. I'm gonna need social media to scan the QR codes and let me know what's behind them because I'm done. Because they they'll flash it in the most random time and then I'll be like, whoa, that's too quick. I'm not gonna pause, rewind <laughs> and pause. Y'all just gonna have to. Y'all gonna have to give it to me. Because I like uh, at this point, I'm like, all right. I, but I, I even don't feel like getting up <laughs> or to rewind. I'm like. Mm. But I do like one thing I do like about it. If this if if this if this leads to more stuff like this, then we're in good hands so far. Because Triple H is aware that hey, this type of stuff draws people's attention. It mm-hmm. it forces you to pay attention, which it, which was pretty much hard to do back when Vince was in charge, or the late the later parts of when Vince was in charge. It's like he lost that sense of urgency to keep people interested because he's like people are going to watch regardless people are going to do whatever they're going to talk about it he don't care so now triple h is like okay yeah we got the people who want to talk about it, but we also want to get new people and you you have some people coming back to watch it out of interest and then mm-hmm. i believe the last thing i talked about was uh seth rollins is the best in-ring performer of this generation wow would you agree or disagree and and why it's like a bit of both. Cause Sami Zayn is pretty great. Yeah. Um Bobby Lashley is definitely pretty great as well. So <laughs> it's hard to just say just Seth Rollins alone. That's kinda hard for me. Cause like he's not the only one. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. It's 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 would, would that be an unpopular opinion? Yes and no. It's like I say, when it, the beauty behind wrestling, professional wrestling, is it's so subjective that someone that you think is the best in the world can suck to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And someone who I think is the best in the world, I, for one, think Brian Danielson is the best in the world. Uh, Kevin Owens mm-hmm. is the best in the world. Uh, Roman Reigns now is the best in the world. Uh, Seth Rollins, his current version, is the best in the world. Like If, you, if, I, if I look back at the Beast Slayer or the King Slayer. Mm-hmm. I was not really sold on him yet until he became this entertaining. And the M ring was always there. But mm-hmm. once he got that character that was like, okay, this is entertaining. This catches my attention. You're always paying attention to him, like, what the what the fuck does he be wearing? Mm-hmm. What is he talking about? Or like, oh, he's he's getting out of he's out of pocket. Mm-hmm. If he if he's it depends on if he hates you. So I'm like, that's what I like. And Bobby Lashley. Now, like at first, I wasn't a fan of his. At first, like I didn't really pay too much attention to him when he was in, in his first run in ECW. 
or SmackDown, ECW, Raw, his first like from 2006 to 2007, because I was a young fan, so I didn't really pay too much attention to all that. I was more so enamored with the Batistas and the John Cena's and the uh-huh. Undertakers and the Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton's and Edge's. So I didn't really pay too much attention to, to Bobby Lashley. But then once he went to TNA and became the walking Armageddon, and then he came yeah. back to WWE. I ignored the ver- the very first versions of WWE because his return because he was it was they didn't know what they had in him. But then once the pandemic hit, they didn't have no choice but to know what they had in him. So when when he beat the Miz, become the WWE champion, when he was the United States champion the first time, and then or the second time because he's technically a three time US champion. Then he, now he's US champion. He's making the title mean important. He's now one of the best wrestlers. In, or sports and wrestlers slash sports entertainers in the world, in in my opinion. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's subjective overall. So it's, it it all depends on who do you think, how do you think, and all the good stuff. So with that being said, hopefully, let me for the future unpopular wrestling opinions. If you guys want to make sure you join the Gresh Discord and submit your opinions, or hit me up on social media at Josh Gresham ORG or at Gresh Unleashed, and then. I think we'll probably post, start trying to post a post to say, hey, well, give me your best unpopular wrestling opinions, and we'll read them out. That simple? That simple. Or they Hopefully. could just do it off for Instagram. Like, you know how they yeah, think, that- like, ask me anything or something like that? You could just change yeah. the little caption and be like, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll probably do that too. So uh, I need to give her the social media accounts because I mean at passwords. But then then again, it might be full of Roman Reigns love. So I don't know. Man, no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> don't boost my head up. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, now's the time that we talk about the Unleashed on the House. This is the Unleashed on the House segment where we talk about Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Did you catch Sundays? I know you was in the cabin, so you. Oh, you, I you caught did... it. Oh, you caught. <laughs> I caught all of it. All of it. <laughs> and I knew that was gonna happen anyway, but I caught all of it. <sighs> now wow. I will that say was... this: the, the faking death segment was kind of nice. That caught me off guard. I'm like, don't tell me y'all gonna kill this brother. Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, that that did catch me because I was like, wait a minute. I was like, okay, I know how ruthless y'all can be, but hope please don't don't kill him. Like, don't do that. And to my surprise, nope, they didn't kill him. Now I do feel bad for his parents. Yeah, because they lost they both end, their kids. They lost both their kids now. Like, and <laughs> it's like back to back. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely feel bad for them. Whew. I was like, this man. I was like. This man alive, like what? I was like, but they all live and bald. I didn't know they had a barber in West Shores. Right. <laughs> that man cut all his. Man cut off. all his hair. Like <laughs> he's going to live a new life. He's going to live a new life. Him and his, uh, him and his, his, him, him and his whore. All right. Like oh, none cut all his hair off. I was and, uh, like, all right now. But apparently, someone pointed out to us that that was a different. That was a different from the book. Because in the book he actually was killed. Killed, yeah. But then someone contradicted that and said G R R M uh George, I believe that's his name. The the yeah, writer. George R. R. Martin, yeah. Yeah, he said uh that the book was basically conflicting point of views. 
Mm-hmm. So, but but he said what's in the show is actually canon. Oh, yeah. So okay. more than likely, people assume that he died, but he actually they actually let him go. Let him go. So that basically was their way of saying Renera is going to be ruthless because I believe in the book she eventually becomes ruthless. Mm-hmm. So they're going to say she's ruthless, but she's not that ruthless. Mm-hmm. She has a soft spot. So basically, they just say, "Yay, gay rights. He lives." Basically. And, a man lived. Uh, man, did you see that fight with the kids? Boy, <laughs> did I gang- see it? They ganged up on that man. They said, For real? They said fight. They said, fight back, nigga. Fight like, back. <laughs> fight back. And then you already know, like, the little boy, he done lied on his own brother, like, to save his tail. And I'm just like, <laughs> bruh, really? He said, who, he said, who told these lies? Uh, like, uh. Hey, gun. And he like, uh, maybe. What? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you get out of here, boy. I'll punch you myself. Yo, like, don't play with me. Yo, shout out to the actor because I don't think that was supposed to be funny. But, he but it was. He unintentionally made that shit, but he like, me? me? Like, what? <laughs> what you mean? Me? <laughs> what I do? Wait, hold on. Where you get this from? He probably was like, what What'd you say fuck me for? <laughs> but then... Like, I'm going to make sure I deal with you and this is over. I'm going to put out your other eye you look, but then you like that. But then when you look back at the uh, the reason why he did that was because if he would have said his mother, she would have died. Oh, uh, yeah. But seeing as he's technically, like technically the rightful heir, male heir, uh-huh. they're not going to do anything to him. They're just gonna dismiss it like, oh, he's just uh, hearing rumors. But mm-hmm. that this entire episode basically established that Allison is obsessed with Renera's uh, personal life, right? And for what? Like, girl, for, why? For what, woman? What do you girl, want? Why? What? What? Do, what, what do you, do you want? want? You want to be her? Do you if want to be her? That just do, boy. <laughs> do you want to see that back? Do you want to be her or you just what? Like, what's eat, up? Do you want to eat her box or something? Because you're so obsessed with her. You, right. You trying to figure out who she with, who she's sleeping with, who the, why you need to know all that? What's it to you? She wants she, she, she want the box. She trying to be with her. She want that. Come on, bro. She want that. Man, she just desperate. She want that. She want that bussy. And what made like what got me was I said okay like you already know like okay <laughs> homegirl homegirl gonna do whatever she got to do to try to get her boys like in the seat or whatever the case may be and you got that warning when she cut you on the arm like you now you know like that ain't no real friend like really bro but now nah, I it, say it, yeah time for war I'm ready like. <laughs> That line that she said, now they know you for who you truly are. So mm-hmm. they basically it's set up like, hey, some some people gonna see that oh, you're gonna attack the throne. So yep. it's not side with you. And I'm pretty sure the next episode, seeing as the preview doesn't really show Viserys, I'm pretty sure it's probably setting up to where uh he's going to eventually die at some point. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna it's basically they're going to the team it's team green versus team black. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, team Green is gonna probably control, like, uh, rule in his name, even though he can't really make a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. So, and then obviously they 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 continue with the uncle niece marriage. I knew that was gonna happen anyway. 
Yeah, and it's still gross, no matter but how she you put it. It is still gross. No she matter how you put it. You're going to need some strong they, people, so. They said, <laughs> they, they the, the, and the, the behind the scenes episode, they was like, oh, uh, it's uh they, they they want to keep the bloodline pure. No, the way you no matter how you spend no, it. No, no matter how, right. It's still disgusting. I do right. not give a damn. Don't blame me. And I'm like, oh my God, this woman is still in love with her uncle ten years after he Right. Said no. Like <laughs> And they end up they still had sex on the beach. Cause of course. And then they, they after they fate uh Lenore, is it Lenor? Lenor? I think so. I was pronouncing it's it Lenore. Lenore. I was, I think it's Lenore, but I was pronouncing it Lenore for some reason. But uh, yeah, Lenore, his uh, fake death set up for them to be married, and oh. so now here's how 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 this is. Here's how fucked up the bloodline is. The the time the bloodline is. Man. You got you got Damon and his kids. Renera and her kids. Damon, Damon's kids is Renera's kids' cousin. Now slash brothers and uh, yeah, they cousins <laughs> and brothers and sisters. Yes, they're 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 cousins slash bro and step brothers and sisters. Basically, and Renera is. Cousin is is Renera is the boy's <laughs> older sister on Allison's side. Oh. <laughs> Which means those are her little brothers. So the little, Allison's Allison's half brothers. I mean, um, kids are Renera's half brothers. Mm-hmm. And now, when Damon and Renera, because I'm pretty sure if they keep it to the book, she's gonna have at least two more kids. By Damon, so now they're going to be bro- cousin brothers. Yes, um, a lot of confusion is going on. <laughs> <laughs> family, just too much inbred family. That's what yep. that is. Just a whole think, inbred family. Now I think, I think we need family. It's just too much going on. I think we need to stop saying uh, sweet home yeah, we need to start saying sweet home Targaryen for real because <laughs> man, you see it, the silence that I have trying to explain this bloodline. It's, too is much. A silence. it's, a, it's a lot, it's a lot. But if you haven't seen <laughs> my mama watching it right now because <laughs> I heard the music earlier, <laughs> she's probably confused. She gonna, like, yeah, she'll be just upset. She's gonna be like, um, so. Oh God! How do you explain this bloodline? I I don't. They fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can explain. That's all I can say. <laughs> but so them dragons, it, it's like the dragons is lit though, man. Like I, I am kind of okay. I'm. I was a little mad that the little boy ended up claiming the dragon, but I wasn't because I was just like, listen, if your mama, the, the girl's mama, your mama just died. One of y'all should have been out there going no, to get that dragon. Thing. My thing, that's my thing. Instead of waiting for waiting for an opportunity, go no, get it. Because that's my thing. She died. If you go by canon of the storyline, I believe from the episode that she died to the the funeral, it was a whole month. Mm-hmm. That so you had a whole yeah, month a whole month 
to claim the dragon. Boy, bump that. I would have got it that day. I wouldn't have to wait a whole month. If, I'm like, if, yeah, I if get you, it. Mama gone, but uh, no, if you knew, no, if you knew <laughs> that was your mom's dying wish to keep it within you guys. Come on, common sense would be like, no. let me go claim. Let me go claim. My, let me go claim it. I understand exactly. you're grieving. Like, let's be real. Some people grieve. Men, that's and I think that's probably comes to the territory because some men we don't really give a shit. We'll just like we'll grieve differently, but we're gonna claim that mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Some, some women they don't really think. They think with their emotion. And yeah, some women that. do that. Some women do. They'll try to cry and get all this other stuff out of the way first. And some women be like, "Now nah, I'll cry when I get up in the air because I, I ain't got time trying to cry on land. Let me yeah. fly in the air and get some time to myself. And it was, and with my made, dragon, I can start crying. The funniest one that was complaining. But I think, the, oh yeah, because one had an egg and the other one didn't. So mm-hmm. the one that didn't have the egg wanted to claim her, her mother's dragon, but too late. It's too late now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so now you're stuck with the other one. Who, hopefully, the egg, the egg hatches at some point because I believe it's gonna be another time jump. I believe it's gonna be. <sighs> Let me pull up the the tweet that I saw because it was like it's gonna be another time jump. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. Another nah. fucking time jump. Another one. They trying to make these people grow up quick. <laughs> and I, and, and they ain't I wasting it. no time. <laughs> and I get it. But at the same time, it's like, dog, can we not? <laughs> can y'all slow? Can y'all slow the fuck down? Nope. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> go read. Yep, go yep. read. Do all the catching up you need from there. All right. So here's the here's the current timeline. So season one was six months before episode two. So that was like it was a six month gap between episodes one and two. Episode two and three it was a three year gap. Episode three and four, it was a one-year gap. Episode four and five was a one-month gap. Episode five and six was a 10-year gap. Episode six and seven that we just watched was a one-month gap. And then episode seven and eight, the one we're going to watch, is going to be a six-year gap. So it's going to be a whole nother time jump. The only, I think the only actors that went down in six years. I think the only actors that are going to change is some of the Targaryens, Mm -hmm. the ones that were... That the one that got cut up, he gonna he's gonna get older. The uh Amon, he's gonna he's gonna his his character's gonna go up. And he ain't be no Joffrey um allegations because that the actor who playing him yeah. that that yes. I'm like, you, you're not beating the Joffrey allegations, my brother. <laughs> you're you are not. And hope I believe they said you after this is gonna be, I think they said after this is gonna be that's that's it as far as like time jumps. So, because so, I believe after episode eight, it's two episodes left for the season, and then we're gonna have to wait another two years for a new season. <laughs> because they, I think they take forever. I think they take literally a year. to film these these um these 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 episodes, especially when if you watch the Game of Thrones, so you know mm-hmm. how long it took for them to release that final season, even though it was shit, but. <laughs> I digress. Um, other than that, uh, this episode actually a lot of shit happened. Mm-hmm. You had, uh, and as much as I hate Allison, I got to give Olivia Cook her actress props because she ate that scene with yeah. her and uh, uh, Emma. Uh, they k- killed it as well. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, 
Hopefully they they win some Emmys or something because I don't really care too much about awards, but hopefully they win some Emmys or something for the way they acted in this scene because it was it was banging for for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to <laughs> to the queen that never was because I know she going through it right now. She lost both her kids. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like, are you gonna step up now? What you gonna do? I'm pretty sure she's gonna try to get um. Her granddaughters to be the to to be the heir to mm-hmm. the to to the drift to the to I believe this what is it drift mark or something like that mm-hmm. I think so yeah because uh because they're going to uh because everybody knows that <laughs> Renera's kids are not of Valerian or Venerian blood like they they, mm-hmm. they white as fuck. They white as fuck. <laughs> Ain't no black yeah, in them. I know that. <laughs> Ain't no black in them. Ain't no, like. Dog. And then he said, "Shout out to Lenore. He tried. He said he tried, but he just couldn't." I'm like, "Bro, y'all got a medieval plan B, but y'all didn't have a medieval way for the cover to impregnate <laughs> his wife." <laughs> like, just, he didn't care. Like y'all, y'all, he he couldn't jack off to a to a man, and y'all couldn't just insert. The semen in her, and then boom, there's a baby. He, he don't care. He like, man, whatever. No, nah, he actually cared because that's what he. Yeah, he, he, like, I, I tell he you, said, yeah. he said, he said, I wish. He said, I wish mm-hmm. I, would, I. He said, I, I had hope to bury your children in the few times we we laid together. So they basically tried. I hate the guys for making Maybe me this they, way. Yeah, they, like and, she, and and she in character, even though they are in real life, they are queer. But I do not. You are an honorable man with a good heart. It's a rare thing, and I'm like, yeah. She <laughs> she don't hate him. Thank you, thank you. Right. So, but overall, if you haven't seen this episode, make sure you check it out. And hopefully, 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 they don't fuck us up. They don't fuck us over by the end of the season because I'm pretty sure we got it. Boy, I, I'm just preparing for it in case it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before we move any further with today's show, I would like to take the time to highlight a black content creator for this week. And this week's spotlight will be shined on none other than the creator and powers that be behind on the sidelines, a.k.a. OTS Media, someone I've had the pleasure of knowing for the better part of well over a decade. I believe our first conversation was possibly 2011, 2012, give or take. And ever since he's been the guy behind the scenes pushing me as a fellow creator, whether it be as my camera op for a canceled short film that will never see the light of day or just a voice of reason for when I want to quit overall. He's been a constant friend, mentor, and well-documented guest for this brand in the past. He is none other than DJ, a.k.a. Derek Myers Jr. Love you, bro. Appreciate you for everything that you do. Hard work pays off, y'all, I promise. It don't come without the struggles if I'm honest. But I wouldn't change it for the better. One network at a time, we together. Like summer, I work a nine to five to pay bills and invest in this life of mine. But still, huh, I gotta find the time to go harder on the grind with ideas in mind. Yeah. I had to live by three rules and hold them all to heart when I work with my tools. First off, don't compare yourself to anybody on another level well in the wealth. And now, too, you gotta trust the process. Your passion will pay for it. All right, now's the time we talk about the this week's retro review. We step into Monday Night Raw from June 28, 1999. <laughs> the description is, who is the new owner slash CEO of the WWE World Wrestling Federation, if you will? 
uh we got a wwf attitude version is now playing i was like and all i wrote down mm-hmm. was like I was, all I, I, when I when i when it was playing I, I wrote all i could write down was god i hope this doesn't suck because <laughs> i'm still recovering from that wcw episode that we reviewed last week that shit was terrible <laughs> it's crazy how like when you're a kid you watch the stuff and you be like okay cool and then when you get older you be like okay wait a minute what was y'all thinking like it'd be the total opposite what was this? Like, this what shit was this? This shit was ass. Like you don't know what is going on. Like what are you doing? Whose idea was this? Let me get you off the show with a recap of the King of the Ring 1999, where Stone Cold faced Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon in a ladder match with the ownership was at stake. This is basically. The fallout from the higher power gimmick uh, is me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, and Linda McMahon naming Stone Cold as the new CEO. We'll probably get around to reviewing that one of those episodes at some point because we randomized our reviews. So stay locked on that. Uh, the briefcase, the ending of the match was basically where the briefcase was tampered with when Stone Cold was reaching for the contract and lowered when Shane climbed the ladder to win the match. And now... The McMahons are back in control of the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, before we before we get into the, into the opening of the show, you want to check out the competition because we last time we reviewed uh, WCW, they Monday Night Raw was preempted, so they didn't even run a show that week. But this week they actually ran a show over on Monday Nitro live from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They had eight matches. <laughs> and uh this is when they had the WCW logo on there um for the stage. This one right here. Oh yeah. I remember that one. I appreciate that one. That one that one actually looks better than it does. Than the other it's one. It's a ramp. It's a ramp, and then it's like it's literally WCW and they then the, the C right there. Lowest mm-hmm. every time they walk out. I didn't know it until I actually watched an episode of this, so I I can understand that. But uh, from when I looked at this, a lot of these matches were random as hell too. Yes, uh, they uh, were. Paris Saturn, Paris Saturn and Chris Benoit defeated Fit Finley and David Taylor. Eddie Guerrero defeated Lenny Lane. Don't know who that is. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Hack. Whoever the fuck that is. Uh Barry Wyndham, Kendall Wyndham, Kirk Henning, and Bobby Duncan Jr. defeated Brian Adams, Vincent, Horace Hogan, and Stevie Ray. Talk about a random ass eight-man tag team match. I'm glad I didn't watch that. Uh Ernest Miller <laughs> fought D- Disco Inferno to a no contest. Uh WCW World Tag Team Champions, Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon defeated Dean Malenko and Buff Bagwell. Sid Vicious defeated Scott Putsky. And then in the main event, WCW World Champion Kevin Nash defeated David Flair via disqualification in a lumberjack match. So a DQ in a lumberjack match where outside interference touches you to put you back in the match. <sighs> anyway, moving on, because that sounds like ass. Uh, moving on from that, uh, we... Kick off the show with the intro, and that shit go hard. I ain't going to hold you. That intro. Well, the boss of the south of the south the beat. I don't know what they were saying, but it, <laughs> it, it got me hype. It's better than whatever the fuck 
they got going on in, in today's WWE. Because Raw needs intro music like this again. The same with SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. The songs that they have now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. They aren't terrible. But it doesn't get you as hyped as you should be when you're watching a wrestling opinion. It's, at least in my opinion. Uh, Monday Night Raw comes to you live from Charlotte, North Carolina Coliseum, and it is sold out with the fallout from the WWF 1999 King of the Ring on tap. Jim Ross and Jerry DeKane Lawler are your commentators for this. And then we kicked off the show with the Corporate Ministry. And I ain't gonna lie, this this this, this in remix is kind of a bop. <laughs> I, I was bopping my head a little bit. I was like, it wasn't that bad. That's kind of cool. It's a celebration with balloons and confetti and all that stuff. Uh, the Undertaker is the WWF champion after retaining the title against the Rock. Against the Rock, thanks to interference from Triple H. Uh, the Undertaker, for some reason, when he rolled his eyes to the back of his head, it reminded me of a story uh, when I was in school. Because uh, I remember growing up, I was a, uh, I was kind of, it was around the time I was fresh into watching wrestling, and I was kind of a loner, and <laughs> and people was kind of messing with me a little bit. So I just rolled my, eye. so my, 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 you can t- ask my mom and my sister the story. It's 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 literally hilarious because they would say, like. They would not leave me alone for shit. So what I did was I rolled my eyes to the back of my head, like the Undertaker, <laughs> and they ran off because they thought I was possessed. And <laughs> to the, to, I'm pretty sure if I if I I don't I don't remember them kids because it was it was a it was one of the t- the transitional periods when I was going from school to school. So it was I probably wouldn't even remember those kids if I see them today. But I'm pretty sure they were probably they probably still talk about that to this day because that was it was. It was hilarious because every time I see the Undertaker roll his eyes in the back of my head, that, that story always pops in my brain because it it, it made kids leave me alone because they thought I was possessed. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. <laughs> it came in handy now. Uh, Vince Man <laughs> tries to cut a promo and the crowd was not having it. This was pre-what whenever people cut promos because I despise the what chance because nobody dick rides what chance more than wrestling fans. Every time, like that was they was that was imminent on Raw and imminent on SmackDown. Like, bro, just just shut up. Like, it's like now I see what you're talking about. Because at first, like, it didn't used to bother me as much. Now that I've like seen it so many times happening again and again and again, it's like, okay, y'all, what? I'm annoyed. It's one thing to do it when it's like necessary and it's hilarious, but when you just constantly just keep doing it just for noise, just to hear yourself. It's like okay. No, no, okay. All right, man. All right. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> Vince said it's a night we will never ever forget. And they kept putting that over and over again throughout the entire night. Vince McMahon said it was gonna be a night that we will never ever forget. And then Shane McMahon officially fired Stone Cold Steve Austin as the CEO of the WWF. Uh Vince McMahon says that the future of Stone Cold will see him start and remain at the bottom of the proverbial ladder. This man says Stone Cold will compete in a preliminary match, which is basically the open match and break down the ring. He basically saying you're going to be a jobber. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vince then acknowledged Undertaker defeating The Rock. I don't know why he curled his lip the way that he did when he said The Rock. He's there. (laughs) 
<laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon then proposed that The Undertaker defend the WWF title at Fully Loaded against Triple H. Then Vince McMahon promised that tonight will be a night we never, ever forget forever. And I'm like, all right. And then the Big Boss Man's theme song played. And, and it's not the one that I was used to when I'm watching the Attitude Era. It was uh, from his first run, Hard Times. You did the hard times. It, I'm like, all right, here we go. Here, here's another. He made his entrance opposed to the corporate ministry. And I was like, we might have another Steinerized moment. Because that thing mm-hmm. is, is kind of good, too. <laughs> that thing's always kind of good too so i was like all right i'll start it but i had to rewind it again and then i looked it up on youtube and started bopping to it because i'm like okay this is actually not a bad song um <laughs> vince hill back the ministry from attacking boss man and he challenged him to go face to face with he and shane but that was a ruse as he said i love you guys and then they embraced and they hugged the boss man and then Shane man told stone cold that my man 632 says payback's a bitch ha 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 I'm like, bro, they people be getting mad about them making fake um, Bible verses. They, I even I forgot all about this Bible verse. Right. <laughs> the glass then shattered to an eruption, and Stone Cold Steve Austin made his way to the stage in his baseball jersey and Hoochie Daddy shorts, uh, pre knee brace Austin. Uh, Stone Cold called out the conspiracy BS of the ending of the match, and Stone Cold says he he knew he'd get screwed, so he took out an insurance policy. And wrote up himself a new contract with extra zero. So he basically made himself richer. And there was a stipulation added to the, his original contract where he couldn't physically assault Vince McMahon unless he's been provoked. And he changed that too. And it's open season on Vince McMahon where Stone Cold said he can punch him in his little mouth. And he and all he could do is pick up his little teeth and put him in his shirt pocket and go by this day. Uh <laughs> And then he said, I'm going to show up to your house and I'm going to ring the doorbell and I'm going to punch you in the face. And you all you can do is nothing but p- reach down and pick up your little teeth, put it in your shirt pocket and say, Linda, he beat my ass again. <laughs> and then uh, knowing he would get screwed the night before he booked himself in a WWE title match against The Undertaker later on in the evening with the added stipulation where if anyone from the corporate ministry interfered, Undertaker would get DQ'd and Stone Cold will be awarded the title as a result. So this was basically a 20-minute opening promo that we should get used to watching when it comes to the Vince McMahon era of the corporation. And it's going to get worse when Triple H becomes the face of the company as the heel. Oh boy. Uh, then we get uh, Steve Blackman versus Ken Shamrock in a weapons match. That is up next. Ken Shamrock is dressed in the most 1999 getup I've ever seen. Like the the them little the little jeans that you have all the way up to your belly button with no belt <laughs> on. That was the most 1999 attire I have ever seen in my life. I'm we might need to bring that back. <clears throat> uh, we're shown a. You said what? Mike. <laughs> we're showing a replay of black man of, of steve blackman uh, assaulting shamrock during his match against shaman man on sunday night heat with shamrock bleeding, bleeding internally it's like he was bleeding from the mouth shamrock sends a message to vince McMahon that he's going to eventually get him and then tells blackman to bring his kung fu punk ass out here and i'm like 
Kung Fu Punk ass is the most 1999 insult I've ever seen because that shit was corny. <laughs> uh, Shamrock is fighting against Doctor's Orner, so he's basically selling his ribs. Uh, Black Man hit Shamrock with the nunchucks and calls Shamrock to bleed from the mouth again. With Black Man ripping the shirt and going in on the tape ribs, Black Man then hit Shamrock with a kendo stick, grabbed his bag, and just left. He just dipped. No bell, no bell rung, nothing. After they they won the first time, and then he just said, "All right, that's enough," and then just walked away. And I, they didn't mention it. Like I don't, I'm like so no contest. Mm. That's all. I could, that's all I could assume when I when I watched this part. I was like, I so no like that. That's this. So this match was literally two minutes and fifty eight minutes, fifty eight seconds. That is not enough time for me to get invested in this match. I'm like, all right, <laughs> this happened. <laughs> uh, backstage, Shamrock was bleeding, still yelling at people to get away from him, so he don't want help to help with the bleeding or nothing he just said get away i'm like all right uh then we get an interview with michael cole from the 1999 king of the ring mr ass ba billy gunn after defeating x-pac in the finals he's holding the world tag team title belt but he's not the tag team champion but he's the king of the ring and when he walked out i said oh shit i forgot he was the king of the ring that did happen Billy Gunn corrects Michael Cole by saying his name is Badass Billy Gunn. Uh, they cut to a group of people holding a sign that says, Got Ass. Yeah, I was wild in the ad to it. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Um, this was a promo basically solidifying Gunn as a narcissistic prick. Do they still... And I want to know, do they still sell those Mr. Ass shirts? <laughs> because the back says, Four words, check out my ass. <laughs> that shit was the most 1999 shit that I've ever seen. Everything in this entire every attire wise was 1999 because then we heard the best Triple H theme song ever. Don't at me. One two. Is this on? Hey, yo, Jimmy hit me with that Triple H. My time came on as Triple H and China came out to interrupt this promo. And like I just said, I was speaking. I was talking about Fitz. His 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 attire was peak 1999. Back was leather cap baggy pants like they it's like they fit but then they don't fit from the from the from the quads down and then those loose fitted uh sleeveless t-shirts that he had all like it was literally 1999 all from a t <laughs> and then it, i guess billy Gun, billy gun thought he was about to fight he said easy ass man easy i'm like bro say pause when you say that shit what the right fuck? <laughs> Like, they just pause. wild with it, boy. Like they just they don't be caring. <laughs> Pause. Uh Triple H brings up the fact that they aren't getting royalties for the DX merchandise, claiming they they quote unquote were DX. The crowd started chanting HBK because I guess he was DS, DX as well. This is basically the start of the gun China versus Road Dog X Pac story for the rights to the DX name. I believe they had it at the next pay-per-view, and I believe. Road Dog and Xbox One, but it really didn't matter because DX ended up breaking up anyway until Triple H turned heel in 99 and they became DX again, so it really didn't mean shit. Um, after Triple H called them, called for them to play the money-making music, The Rock came literally out of Netflix. He literally... A lot of these wrestlers have a, a habit of cutting in frame. Because I'm like, where did you come from? 
He stormed to the ring and assaulted both Mr. Ass and Triple H with referees and backstage officials attempted to pull them apart, which they succeeded in doing. We got a lot of pull-apart brawls during this show. It was a lot of a lot of those. Next up, we get the they had an interview with Chaz about breaking character, and I was confused when they said this until I remember this was around the time they had him play a character where he was asking for mama's milk. AKA they were teasing an incest gimmick between him and the woman playing his mama, Harry Beaver Cleavage. I don't know if you know about that, but that was a gimmick that they tried to get over with his girlfriend, Mariana playing his mama. Oh they, yeah. I do remember that. They basically killed that gimmick dead. Cause I'm sure they would get, they got backlash for it at the time, but they probably should try again in 2022 because we got a whole game of Thrones show on about, a plethora of incest. So have at it. Have have Harry Bieber cleavage, Sarah Bieber cleavage, Mama Luke Bieber cleavage, uh, Mister Ass Bieber cleavage. Have all these Bieber cleavages on on Monday Night Raw go up against blood, the Bloodline. Have the incest family because did you? I don't know if you saw it, but I, I believe when uh, it was either on SmackDown, I think it was on SmackDown, but Corey Graves tried to compare the bloodline to house Targaryen. And I'm like, I understood what he was trying to say because there's the unbeatable dynasty that nobody can beat. But then it's like, dog, we're in the midst of a show where their, their prominent storyline is the uncle marrying the niece. I don't need you to compare the bloodline to the incest family. <laughs> Sweet home Targaryen. We don't need that. All right. So so please, I understand you want to get some pop culture references in, but that's not one you want to that ain't tap, right. That's not tap one in you want right to <laughs> Don't tap that one in. Don't 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 boy. don't do that one. Don't do that one yet. So I'd pack it, my boy. <laughs> just, just had to bring them up. <laughs> like, come on, dog. You're trying to recover. <laughs> Uh, G, uh, we we didn't get some GTV footage showing. Uh, it it was showing Stephanie McMahon and Test on a date leaving a motel, where Test kissed Stephanie before they pulled off. So Test was getting the cheeks. Okay. Um. Then we get a next segment with uh Pretty Mean Sisters. It was Terry Reynolds, Ryan Shamrock, which was another weird thing because they had Ryan Shamrock who was Ken Shamrock's girlfriend in real life without the name. Like that was, the, that's, that's his kayfabe sister. So they had his girlfriend play his sister. Gross. Uh, it was Terry Reynolds, Ryan Shamrock and Jack Jacqueline, man, Jacqueline respectfully. Could. That is a gorgeous woman. Uh, a company meet. That was his name. Meet to the ring. While King went on a rant about testing Stephanie. And I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. We had Chaz versus Mar Chaz with Mariana versus Meat. It was up next. And I don't know what was Chaz's pants. Did you catch Chaz's pants? Nah. He had a, like a smiley face on it on, on the crotch area. And I'm like, they look like boxer briefs. I don't know why. Uh, and all I could write down was this match happened. Because <laughs> I did not. 
it, it, but I give him credit because the ending kind of popped me because they because Chaz hit the burning hammer on me. King did, um, Jr. didn't know what the move was, but that was basically the burning hammer to pick up the to, to pick up the win. But this match was not good. I don't know what was going on. Don't ask me what happened during it because I don't know. <laughs> they tried to interview Tess backstage about the footage, and out of nowhere, literally out of these wrestlers has a has a habit of cutting out of cutting into frame. So it literally out of nowhere, Shane legitimately speared the fuck out of Tess into the set, and the Mean Street Posse assaulted Tess in a four on one assault for I'm guessing sleeping with his sister. Cause they came out of the motel. Y'all didn't go over there for the for the for the bagels and 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 hot chocolate. Y'all was fucking. Uh, and then the Undertaker was just standing in the back, rolling his eyes to the back of his head for some reason. Again, as they were hyped up the main event, I'm like, bro, this had this dude had a habit of just rolling his eyes to the back of his head, and for what, bro? It ain't that scary. <laughs> Then we had uh, hardcore Bob Holly come out after Big Swole nearly crushed him with the car, but he missed. Uh, Holly asked if that was the best Big Show got because he missed, and then he then said he got bigger fish to burn and called out Kane, saying he's the Big Shot, and says if he wants some hardcore Holly, then come out and fight you, Big Red Retard. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't fly today, but yeah, I digress. And it was like, now it's going to be Kane versus Hardcore Holly. <laughs> and then, okay, King, he's weird, but he he he, he kind of got me, he kind of got me chuckle a little bit. He said, why would anyone in their right mind call out Brimstone Breath? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, you got me there, King. You got me there. Uh, Kane start <laughs> Brimstone Breath. Hellfire and Brimstone Ass Breath. Jeez. Kane started off strong until he went to the top and Hardcore pushed the ropes, causing Kane to fall. And Hardcore got some offense in until Big Show made his way out there in the uncle who's four drinks in at the barbecue sweatpants with no shirt on to <laughs> choke slam Kane with Teddy Long distracted because Teddy Long was a referee. So I forgot Teddy Long was a referee before because I'm so used to him being GM. Yeah. Uh, and Holly put his foot on Kane to pick up the win, but the celebration didn't last as Kane quickly recovered to choke slam Holly twice before running off Teddy. And then he choke slam Holly for a third time. Referees tried to run out to stop him, but they they got scared. But this segment was solid for what it was. Uh, and I am not going to lie to you. This is where I, I checked into the point where I'm like, okay, these matches don't matter at all. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I said time to skim through. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, these matches don't matter at all and your camera froze. But the matches don't matter at all. At, at all. Uh, next up, we get a segment. It was Triple H and The Rock. They made their way to the ring next. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? I don't, his his he has so many theme songs, but this one I didn't hate as much. Uh, the story of this match is The Rock is pissed at Triple H for causing him the WWF title. Finally, <laughs> finally, Swallows camera as frozen. Finally, great. It is still frozen. Finally. 
The Rock has come back to Charlotte. The Rock says, last night at King of the Ring, The Rock did sacrifice me because he took my own hand and stuck it straight up my <laughs> I must be still stuck then. <laughs> yeah, because the finally. Because I guess he was talking, he was, he was cutting a promo to to the Undertaker calling him out for what went down at uh, King of the Ring. He said, last night at King of the Ring, The Rock did sacrifice me because he took my own hand and stuck it straight up my candy ass. Because he wrote that. He said, that's basically what was written on the back of his neck. And then he says, now Triple H, The Rock says, you don't have enough hair on your Rudy Poo candy ass to come out here and let The Rock to come out here to serve you up a nice rock hamburger with extra cheese and when you get thirsty the rock has a nice tall glass of freshly squeezed monkey piss to go along with it and i'm like bro what is your obsession with monkey piss that boy that man love talking about monkey urine and for what (laughs) just nasty (laughs) nasty son of a bitch uh, <laughs> just nasty, smell what the rock is cooking. No, no, dog. I don't want to smell that. You, you know what pee smell like? <laughs> no, <laughs> especially if they not hydrated. Boy, <laughs> no, I don't want to smell that. I don't want to smell what you're cooking. That dog. Mm-mm. Triple H made his entrance with China and the match started with a fist fight. I'm pretty sure this entire every match in this show started with a fist fight. <laughs> uh the match ended. It was it was it wasn't it wasn't really a match. It was basically a transition into the next bit, which was the match ending with Billy Gunn attacking the rock with a club to the face, and it caused the match to end in another DQ. So no more outside interference. Uh Brad Pitt with an attitude, says Jim Ross. And I'm like, who? <laughs> but then I was like, oh, Brad Pitt. And I was like, because I was confused. I was like, who is Brad? Oh, Brad him. Pitt. <laughs> I had a moment. I was like, who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Triple H and China walked away as gun pulls over the rock. Michael Cole wanted to give an update on the rock, but then literally out of nowhere, left field, Val Venus was getting his ass whipped by draws. And Prince Abel was like, good, get his weird ass out of here. Especially if you go based off of his um, current person persona. Sean Morley is a weird motherfucker. Uh, then the Godfather came out with the whole train. And that was a lot of milk. A lot of milk was present <laughs> with his brother. <laughs> it's time once again for everybody to come aboard the whole train. Is there any pimps up in this house? Yep. And I'm like, huh? The whole train. Oh, oh you know, hoes tell. Oh. Y'all know uh-huh. the Godfather be pimping hoes nationwide. I want you to reach down and light it up for the Godfather and say, pimping ain't easy. And I'm like, this is so 1999. It is. And then look. Look at the one in the red. I bet her name is Shagwell, Jr. King. <laughs> All right. This is the part where King was just... <sighs> It'll be Godfather versus Edge 
because you know wrestling is still matter in his company for some reason. It'll be Godfather versus Edge. My sister still thinks he's a vampire because he looks the same, but a little <laughs> more grizzled now. Uh, during the match, Prince Albert and Draws made their way down to the ring for some reason as King kept talking about the women. So this match really didn't matter. It was it was basically built to get King's gimmick over. Uh, Godfather hit the whole train on Edge before Draws distracted the ref, and Prince Albert hit a military press slam on Godfather before Edge hit a spear on Godfather to pick up the win. This was a match. Didn't really care for it that much. Uh, after the match, Albert and Draws assaulted, God- assaulted Godfather and tied him up in the ropes before Draws and Albert threatened to give one of the ladies... Prefer most specifically the red dress that King was talking about the entire time of piercing. He was literally, they were literally going to pierce her tongue in the ring. That was not sanitary at all. Um, before Edge made the save and helped out the lady and Godfather, I'm like, this segment is still going for some reason. Uh, the ladies then hugged Edge, hugged up on Edge as a thank you, and the lady in red left with Edge. And Gangrel watched on in disgust. Gangrel was watched on and in disgust. I was watching on and confused on why this segment was still going. <laughs> uh, so we talking about? No, that's how what? I was. I said, "Huh? Like, what? what? What are we doing again?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, wrestling. All right. Um. Then we got another segment with Mister Ass up next. There's a lot of Billy Gunn on this show. As he goes one on one with Bradshaw with possession of the tag team title belt at stake. The match was okay for what it was. As the match progressed, Mr. Ass mooned for root, which caused him to get on an apron and go for... These names. For, yeah, these names are weird. Uh, for attacking Gunn, but he sidestepped and Farouk connected with Bradshaw accidentally, and when Gunn was about to go for the Famouser, X-Pac came and literally pulled his hair and just said, yeah! And Bradshaw connected with the clothesline from hell to pick up the win to reclaim the belt. After the match, China assaulted X-Pac, and it was two-on-one with Billy until Road Dog made the save and took out both of their former friends to stand t- and to stand tall with the Suck It chance. Because you know the 25th anniversary of DX is coming up on Monday. Mm-hmm. So we got to sit through and watch old men reminisce about shit that was popular <laughs> 25 years ago. Saying, suck it, suck it. Oh my god, grow the fuck up. Um, <laughs> next up, we get it's uh WWF Women's Champion Ivory with Nicole Bass, and she looks the same from when we last saw her in the Women's Royal Rumble match. She legitimately looks the same, and that's what happens when you choose peace and mind your business. Uh, Ivory issued an open challenge to any woman in the crowd, and she asked Jim, the security, to let the woman who actually walked in. <laughs> and she said, it's fake anyways, honey. Don't you know? It's all right. Come on. And I'm like, oh, y'all was saying anything back then, because I know a lot of old heads would probably get mad at you for saying hate, saying fake. Uh, he let the lady stay, and the lady tried to back out until Ivory slapped her, but she fought back until Nicole Bass. Cause, yeah, because Nicole Bass was, was there, too. Uh, snatched her off and hit her with a power bomb before choking her until Ivory pulled her off. And Ivory helped her up and then clotheslined her, and the crowd was even more quiet than I was, and then assaulted her further before pulling her hair as Jim Security pulled her off to end the segment. And all I wrote down was, this was awkward. It, 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 
I have no words for this segment. I'm like, this segment happened. That's all I can say. This segment legitimately happened. That's it. Uh, next up, Michael Cole interviews Vince McMahon about what happened at King Ring, and Vince says he's not worried about Stone Cold at all. Then we finally get a commercial break, a Chef Borardi commercial with The Rock at a beach and then a boat. The Rock says, don't be a jabroni, eat your chief, your Chef Boyardee beef ravioli. <laughs> and I wrote down, I don't think I've ever had Chef Boyardee in my life. Have you? Yeah. It, it's, it, it came in handy. Is it good? When you're Which, a kid, yes. When you're a kid, yes, it is good. I don't know how it tastes now. I think they, they still have it. Did they st- Hold on. Go. Um... Chef Boyardee, is that still a thing? Because mm-hmm. I have not had. Oh, it is still a thing. Mm-hmm. $5 at Walmart. Oh, at Walmart. I remember I got my Kroger. Kroger, too. $4 on the Amazon. Mm-hmm. I might have to. I, I might have to come around. To, I'm not to gonna lie. That. Like before, that was before I got into ramen. At the time, oh, like yeah, Chef oh, yeah. ID was. Oh yeah, oodles and noodles, oodles and yeah, noodles. and oodles and noodles. Yeah, that was there before I got I typed into ramen. Have you ever had beef and chicken mix? Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people don't know about that. <laughs> nah, people don't know about that. Nah, come on, now. Like, they don't know about that yes. beef and chicken mix. Some people just like chicken. Some people just like beef. But they don't mm-hmm. like that beef and chicken mix. Uh, next up, we got a a match. It was Intercontinental Champion Jeff. Don't piss me off, Jared, with Deborah versus X Pac for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm echoing for some reason, but uh, King kept whistling to Deborah because of her puppies. Oh. His nickname for her tits, basically. Never mm-hmm. toss King a show me your puppies t-shirt. And I said, please make it stop. <laughs> uh we got some make some noise, Xbox. Uh Xbox was so good here, in in my opinion. I don't understand. I never understood the quote unquote Xbox heat heat. I never understood that. Like where people legitimately hated Xbox. I'm like, he was good to me. Uh, I wrote down Buddy King kept whistling <laughs> and I wanted to poke something into my eardrums to make it stop because he kept whistling to Deborah, <laughs> here puppy here puppy. Like, will you please shut the fuck up <laughs> I was like and he kept doing it for like 10 minutes I'm like dog stop uh, X-Pac hit a low blow on Jeff Jarrett to break free of the chokehold, which the ref didn't see somehow, but Jarrett didn't sell it long, so alright. Uh, they were having, they were basically having a Mac Classic and the crowd could care less. <laughs> they could not care until the Bronco Buster. And then obviously out of nowhere, Mr. Ass came again and tried to hit X-Pac with Jarrett's guitar, but missed and Pac took him Took him out long enough for Deborah to get on the apron and unbutton her jacket to expose the rest of her boobies, even though 98% was shown. So, what were we doing here, Deborah? 
You were not. <laughs> you, were, you were. Your your tire did not leave anything for the for the imagination to begin with. You just literally unbuttoned one button. Say, here's the bottom of all the top boobs that I already see. Great. Basically, I'm like, all right. Uh, someone tossed in a drink for some reason, and then the camera missed the impact of the X, of Xbox and Jared with the guitar, and he went for the pin. But Gun came back in and hit the Famouser on Xbox with the ref distracted. And Jeff pinned uh, X-Pot to pick up the win to retain the title. And then after the match, Gunner continued his assault. I call him Gunner. But Gun continued his assault on X-Pot until Road Dog came out of, out of nowhere and followed by China. And it was another pull-apart brawl this time with these four. And X-Pot, Road Dog was literally legitimately hitting China in the face. And I'm like, all right. China was a tough woman. Shout out to China. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. And then after all that, next up, we get the main event for the WWF Championship between Stone Cold Steve Austin and the defending champion, The Undertaker. Did you even watch this match? A little bit. The Undertaker ministry. But then I skimmed uh, through and I ended up knowing who won, but I still skimmed through yeah. a little bit too at the same time. I don't, I don't blame you. It was, it was basically a it was basically a brawl. Like I said, every match started like a brawl. But the Undertaker's ministry theme was a bop coming to the ring by Paul Bear. Rest in peace, Paul Bear. The glass shatter always get, got a pop out of me, no matter what. I'm more of a disturbed version fan than the OG, but then the OG is pretty cool too. Uh, they didn't do the customary championship being ascended above the referee's head. They just went straight to brawling. They just did not care. <laughs> then as the match progresses, Paul Bear took his shoe off and went bonk to the back of Stone Cold's head. He said, Mm-hmm. Uh, and then King was still doing his court butt kissing thing. He, he said, "You better start sucking up unless you're out of uh, un, uh, up unless you're out of here." When he said to Jr., he said, "Well, why don't you give me a lesson since you're so damn good at it?" And I'm like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> he basically said, "Since you're so good at sucking dicks, how so about, much you, how about animosity? You? Like, ain't uh, throwing in clues? Like, come on, bro." Then the match, as the match continued, they brawled all over the place. Austin hit the stunner and was about to pick up the win until Paul Bearer pulled the referee out of the ring. Austin took him out briefly, and then they had another exchange, him and the Undertaker, until Austin hit the stunner again to pick up the win to become the WWF champion. And that was the match. Austin called for beers until Undertaker nailed Austin with the belt off the skull and drew blood. So this was basically to set up their first blood match that happened at Fully Loaded, where I believe the stipulation was if the Undertaker won, Stone Cold would never challenge for the WWF Championship again, or versus if Stone Cold won, Vince McMahon was gone from the WWF, which didn't last that long, because I believe he was back like three months later. So a lot of these stipulations stick in the attitude here. <laughs> now that I think about it, but Austin calls for the beer. That, that, so basically, uh, I think we probably should watch that match though, because <clears throat> I I haven't seen that match in a while. We probably should watch that match for the return of watching vibe. It's been a minute since I've seen that match, so we probably should watch that. Uh, Raw ends with Undertaker just lighting up Austin in the corner. Oh my God, we're out of time. We gotta go. So that that was the end of. Raw run it Monday Night Raw ends with Undertaker whooping Stone Cold's ass, even though he won the WWF title. Overall, this show was more about the moments than the matches, which was prominent during the Attitude Era. 
the pacing kind of felt like a car crash, if you will. Uh, so you barely had time to process anything. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I put, put it, I sent it, I, I text. I sent a text literally earlier after we watched this. I said, I've come to the conclusion that the attitude era might be high key <laughs> overrated. <laughs> it's like this and show. And I respond to that just like I'm doing now, laughing. Like, because like, I agree. This show, didn't, this show wasn't as bad as WCW that we reviewed last week, but it's like nothing felt as good as people said it was. I don't know. It felt, yeah. It felt like, yeah, okay, cool. All right. But that was WCW, not WCW, that shit sucked. That was Monday Night Raw from June 28th, 1999. The Attitude Era might be high key overrated. Acknowledge me. All right, as we get ready to get up out of here, it is the time of the show. Chop it up with the bandit, the queen herself. Takes us, give us the top three trending topics or anything to talk about as we wrap up today's show. Take it away, Queen Rebel. All right, so um, the trailer for Super Mario movie. It's supposed to come out, I believe, Thursday, which is October 6th. Um, it is supposed to start in Chris Pratt. I think he's playing Mario, so I believe. But um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm actually pretty excited about it though. But I know it's supposed to come out in theaters, I believe April 7th of next year. But um the trailer is supposed to be this Thursday, so I'm definitely excited about that. Um Black Adam will come out October 24th first um black adam stars the rock so um be sure to tune in for that if you haven't um just check out his instagram page he's been promoting it like crazy so um i'm definitely excited about that as well um also um i did get a chance to talk to some of my um friends that are in florida they're doing just fine they are all right they're safe um they still you know it's a lot of um recuperating and things they have to do and you know take care of everything after the hurricane just passed but other than that they're doing all right um and you know as always you know make sure you guys you know keep them in prayer um also uh, i believe the bt awards is supposed to come on today i think at nine bt hip-hop awards or something like that i don't i don't know that shit (laughs) but um yeah i think it comes on today at nine o'clock you know if anybody if y'all watch that, then yeah, that's supposed to come on tonight, I believe. Um, I want to say please stay safe out here. Um, drink your water, please. Stay hydrated, <laughs> bitches. Please. Um, it is about to, the fall is happening. The fall is you know upon us, so make sure you know. Um, if you gotta stay bundled up, do so. You don't want nobody being sick. Um, also. Uh, as you know, Gresh mentioned, you know earlier on, make sure that your mental health is very, very important to you. Make sure you, you know, stay up to date on that. You know, meditate if you have to, read if you have to, find healthy ways to cope if you done dealt with, you know, loss or, you know, if you, even if you're just depressed, there is help. So please, like, 
don't keep stuff bottled in. Don't try to use different things to suppress that are not good for you. Don't do that. Um, definitely, if you can, please talk to somebody. Um, it is okay. It's much helpful releasing things than it is to keep it bottled in. Um, and that's all I got um, pretty much for y'all. But I, as I mentioned before, just please stay safe out here. Nobody, you know, in any tragic accidents or shootings or, you know, whatever the case may be, we don't need that. So please stay safe and please watch out for um, your children. If you see anything suspicious of any kind, report it, handle it the best way you know how without, you know, you being in trouble. But other than that, please make sure you take care of that. Yeah. And. I believe that, yep, that's all she got. And I don't really I don't really have anything, but you know, make sure you guys stay safe out here for real. Uh, because it is wild out here. Uh COVID is still a thing, even though it's not as prominent as it was in 2020, it's still a thing. And make sure y'all stay safe. If you got if you're sick, keep your bitch ass at home. I hate that right. I say it like that. I hate I have to say it like that, but keep your bitch ass at home if you if you got COVID because, or if you got monkeypox, or if you got uh, any type of sickness, because we ain't trying to get sick out here. Like I hate to, I have to say it like that, but that's just how I feel. Because what the fuck? Just, they, <laughs> just it, it should it should be common sense to keep your ass at home. It really is. Please. Please. Uh, oh, they got! A, I'm checking out NXT right now. They got a whole new broadcast team. I, I believe Vic Joseph isn't there. Uh, three new people and Byron Saxon for some reason. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, and Dahmer, yeah. Dahmer on Netflix. It has uh, now been trending 496 million hours viewed, like worldwide. I Dahmer. guess Dahmer. Dahmer. It's like it's only in only two weeks making Dahmer one of Netflix's most successful series of all time. Dahmer. Never heard of that. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Yeah, if if y'all yeah. know what that is, yeah, you know, I recommend go check that out. It's almost like a, the person who plays off of uh, American Horror Story, he plays that character. He's actually, they need to just go ahead and give him on, an award because he's been dope since American Horror Story. So, yeah. And also, <laughs> anyway. make, sure you guys, make sure you guys check out, make sure you guys check out Chucky because this will, this episode will drop right after Chucky premiere so make sure you guys check that out because I know yeah. we, we, I was I was a fan of season 1 so season 2 is dropping and yo for real though make sure you guys check out uh the interviews I got coming up like like I already said at the top of the show make sure you check out the one I have with uh Phoenix Nitro that drops on next Thursday because we will we will not be synced together to record our usual episode so in place of next week the episode that will drop next week will be the one with Nitro uh, then the week after that, more than likely, if I'm not back in town, I probably won't be. So we'll more than likely drop another interview to make up with that. And then we'll more than likely be back right back with us um, before. Uh, we'll be right back with each other, I think, before the the week of, the week of or the week before or week after my birthday. We'll we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, before we get out here, you want you want to. Check out because I believe Extreme Rules is this weekend. You wanna you wanna give your thoughts on that? I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I might. Yeah, I think I might be checking that out for sure. I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. Think, well, yeah, I'm. Eh, it's like I I kind of see them giving them win Seth Rollins, but I don't I don't know why. But I see them giving it to Riddle for some reason. Okay. Uh, 
There's that. It's a fight pit match between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. And then we have the I quit match between Edge and the, and Finn Balor, even though in this picture, Edge looks like he hasn't had sleep in months. <laughs> I'm going to go with Finn Balor because, you know, who knows? Yeah, the, I'm, maybe I'll be surprised. Day needs to win. Judgment Day needs to win because, come on, dog. Yeah, They've I'm going to go with Finn Balor for this. The strap match between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. I'm gonna give it to Karrion Cross. Yeah, I, 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 I had to go with Cross. Uh, the Extreme Rules match between SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I can I'm see Shayna getting involved. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, you, you got a point. Yes, because I almost forgot about her. But, yeah, like, in the event, I think, like, maybe she end up, she'll end up, like, you know, interfering. Okay, and siding with Ronda. Yeah, or, or I, I think I saw someone's preview for it. They said, what if Charlotte Flair returns and calls Ronda? Hmm. Hey, who knows, man? Who knows? Then we have the we're going to keep to the women uh, a ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Bailey of Damage Control. Uh, <laughs> the way Raw ended, I kind of see them giving Bianca the win without pinning Bailey. But then at the same time, I wouldn't be a, too much against Bailey winning the title. Yeah, me either. <laughs> It's like this is a situation where I'm like, I hope both team wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's going last, right now. Like that's how I'm feeling about it. And then the last match we have is a good old fashioned Dunnybrook match: is Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, uh, Botch, Ridge Holland, Pete Butch, Dunn, Gunther, Lovett, Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. I might have to put. The brawling I'm brutes. Put it on Imperium. Oh, you got brawling okay. brutes? Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, we split on this one, but kind of just see because this is their match, and the last time Sheamus had yeah. a, a Donnie Brooks match, lose. yeah, Sheamus lost. So I'm like, yeah, ah, I, I kind of want to give them th- that rub, but we'll, we'll, this will be a fun match. This is the most extreme rule, stream match, extreme extreme rules event since last year when they only had one extreme rules match where Finn Balor lost. Because mm-hmm. he, because the belt, the the turnbuckle buckled under the weight of his 175 pound self, even though he's been up there a million <laughs> times. But that was dumb. But it is what it is. But and and speaking of not being dumb though, and that concludes today's episode of the Gresham Lease Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you guys check us out over at www.greshunleashed.com if you're listening in audio format or make sure you hit that subscribe button because according to YouTube we have to say subscribe a lot so make sure you hit that subscribe button make sure you make sure you hit that follow button and make sure you hit where you listen to where you listen to or you're checking out this podcast make sure you guys show a support there and with that being said you guys stay safe out here in the world of unknown but in but the one thing that you should know is that we appreciate you we we love you we we respect you and we thank you. And with that being said, you guys stay safe. Stay safe out here. 
And remember to always make sure you cop the merch. Eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. Make sure you cop the merch. And also, make sure before, before I sign off officially, make sure you cop the new merch. Is uh, Flexing Season. That is available now over at Gresh.Live slash merch. Make sure you cop that and make sure you write that. And we also have a limited edition of the Flexing Season. It is purple and gold. It is partially because it's Halloween season, but it also if you're a fan of the Lakers, that's something you guys will probably want to want to cop as well. You have different variations that you can, you can catch over at the official Gresh.Live slash merch store. And that being said, you guys stay safe. Bye. And remember to always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. Oh, yeah. Beat.